Hi, this is Glenn Dawson. And I'm Linda Dawson. Glenn, in this week's Preparing Our Hearts for Worship podcast, we are putting the spotlight on living for Jesus. We are looking at the history of the author's writing of this hymn, the music, stories, and scriptures behind this uplifting hymn. Yes, Linda. This is a hymn of total concentration and dedication in which we commit to living for Jesus in all we do. In our song, the first verse starts, Living for Jesus, a life that is true, striving to please Him in all that we do. The first verse starts, Living for Jesus, a life that is true, striving to please Him in all that we do, yielding allegiance, glad-hearted and free. This is the pathway of blessings for me. The refrain is, O Jesus, Lord and Savior, I give myself to Thee, for Thou and Thine atonement didst give Thyself for me. I own no other master. My heart shall be Thy throne. My life I give, henceforth to live, O Christ, for Thee alone. The second stanza says, Living for Jesus who died in my place, burying on Calvary my sin and disgrace. Such love constrains me to answer his call, follow his leading, and give him my all. Continuing with the third verse, Living for Jesus wherever I am, doing each duty in his holy name willing to suffer affliction and loss, taking each trial a part of my cross. And the fourth stanza says, Living for Jesus through earth's little while, my dearest treasure, the light of his smile. Seeking the lost, he died to redeem, bringing the weary to find rest in him. Thomas O. Chisholm was born in Franklin, Kentucky in 1866. His boyhood was spent on a farm. Although he had little formal education, Chisholm served at various times as a teacher, editor, and pastor. He became a teacher at age 16 and associate editor of his hometown weekly newspaper, The Franklin Advocate, at age 21. In 1893, Chisholm became a Christian through the ministry of Henry Clay Morrison, the founder of Asbury College and Seminary, Wilmore, Kentucky. Morrison persuaded Chisholm to move to Louisville, where he became editor of the Pentecostal Herald. Though he was ordained as a Methodist minister in 1903, he served only a single brief appointment at Scottsville, Kentucky, due to ill health. Chisholm relocated his family to Winona Lake, Indiana, to recover, and then in 1916 to Vineyard, New Jersey, where he sold insurance. By the time of his retirement, he had written over 1,200 poems, 800 of which were published in a number of periodicals such as the Sunday School Times, Moody, Monthly and Alliance Weekly. Many of these were set to music. 
Carl Hayden Loudon was born October 12, 1883, in Burlington, New Jersey. Learning the violin as a child, he played at local orchestra. At the age of 12, he began producing songs and sold his first one, Hallmark Company, where he was later employed. For 12 years, he was a musical editor for Evangelical and Reformed Church Board. Now United Church of Christ, he resigned his position to go into business for himself at Camden, New Jersey. In addition to his business interest, he served as song director for 28 years at the Lydon Avenue Baptist Church in Camden. Also, Loudon was a music teacher for eight years at a Bible institute in Pennsylvania, now Philadelphia College of the Bible. Harold Loudon wrote a light and summary type of gospel tune about 1915, and it was first published under the title The Sunshine Song in a Children's Day service that he wrote. It became quite popular, and many pastors wrote to him that the music should be saved and more general words put to it. Early in 1917, while preparing a collection of hymns for publication, he came across this song and was impressed that the soon needed a stronger text. He substituted Living for Jesus for the original title and sent the tunes to Thomas Chisholm, then living at Winona Lake, Indiana, for a new text. Even though Chisholm protested that he had never written a text for a pre-existing tune, Loudon insisted, telling the author that he believed God had led him to select him to provide a text for this music. Within a short time, Chisholm returned the tune with four stanzas and a refrain. The hymn appeared as a separate song sheet in the spring of 1917 and was used at a number of youth conferences that summer. More than a million copies of the hymn were sold in this form. By the fall, the hymn appeared in a collection compiled by Loudon and Rufus W. Miller entitled Uplifting Songs. Like most gospel songs, the message is to bring the lost ones to Christ. Submit totally to Him. Hymnologist Kenneth Osbeck suggests that the biblical basis for this song may be found in the famous passage Romans 12, 1 and 2, beginning with, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Chisholm once stated his purpose for writing songs, I have sought to be true to the word and to avoid flippant and catchy titles and treatment. I have greatly desired that each hymn or people might have some definite message in their hearts for whom it was written. Now let's study the scriptures behind this song. The hymn suggests several ideas that are involved in seeking to live for Jesus. Stanza 1 points out that living for Jesus means being true to Him, living for Jesus, a life that is true, striving to please Him in all that I do, yielding allegiance, glad-hearted and free. This is the pathway of blessing for me. In order to do this, 
we must strive to please him in all that we do, outlined in 1 Thessalonians 4.1. We must also yield our allegiance to him, just as we pledge allegiance to the flag of our country. We should confess our allegiance to Christ, as stated in Matthew 10.32-33. And those who do these things will have his blessings in their lives. Read Ephesians 1.3. Sansa, too, points out that living for Jesus means remembering him who died for us. Living for Jesus who died in my place, bearing on Calvary my sin and disgrace. Such love constrains me to answer his call, follow his leading, and give him my all. We need to remember that Jesus bore on Calvary our sin and disgrace, in Romans 5 8 and thus remembering we're constrained by our love to answer his call to salvation in him which comes through the gospel 2nd Thessalonians 2 13 and 14 furthermore answering his call demands that we give him our all as in Mark 12 30 stanza 3 points out that living for Jesus means serving him wherever we are, living for Jesus wherever I am, doing his duty in his holy name, willing to suffer affliction and loss, deeming each trial a part of my cross. Of course, whatever service we perform must be in his name or by his authority, as in Colossians 3.17. This service means being willing to suffer affliction and loss, as in 2 Corinthians 4, 10-13. But it will help us to realize that whatever affliction and loss that we are called on to suffer is simply part of the cross that Jesus calls us to bear in Matthew sixteen twenty four. Stanza 4 points out that living for Jesus means obeying him for all our lives. Living for Jesus through earth's little while, my dearest treasure, the light of his smile, seeking the lost ones he died to redeem, bringing the weary to find rest in him. If we truly do obey him, we shall have his approval, as symbolized by his smile. See Revelation 3, 8 and 10. Himself come to seek and save the lost, as in Luke 19.10 and in 1 Timothy 1.15. And as his followers, we must recognize our responsibility to bring the weary to find rest in him by teaching others also. 2 Timothy 2.2 The refrain goes on to make a pledge to the Lord himself that we will live for him. O Jesus, Lord and Savior, I give myself to Thee, for Thou in Thine atonement didst give Thyself for me. I own no other master, my heart shall be my throne. My life I give him forced to live, O Christ, for Thee alone. As in most gospel songs, the theme may be found in the refrain. The refrain stresses personal commitment to Jesus Christ because of what he did for us through his atonement. 
This commitment is total as the singer's own no other master than Christ who sits on the throne of our heart. And we need to realize that if we want to live with the Lord eternally, then as long as our lives continue on earth, our goal each day should be living for Jesus. What are you really living for? What would your calendar indicate? How about your checkbook? What about your work schedule? What would your family say? Maybe some of these would be better indicators of the truth of our answer to the original question. After all, it is easy to fool people by what we do and say on Sunday morning. Today, many people claim to be Christians and believers in Jesus, but too many don't really understand what it means to really live for Jesus. This week's hymn choice makes it very clear what that commitment really means. In this modern world with all of its attractions, or should I say distractions, can we really say, as the composer said, I own no other master, my heart shall be thy throne. This week, please read all of the words of each verse of this hymn very carefully and determine if these words of consecration are really yours. Jesus willingly gave himself for us. What have we yielded to him in return for this great sacrifice? Of course we must realize nothing we do on our own is worth anything. God said in his word, All our righteousness is filthy rags. Also, he said, There is none righteous, no, not one. Anything we do without him is burned up like stubble. It's like dross scraped off an expensive metal such as gold. It's unusable. It's worthless. God made us. He loves us. He wants us for his divine will that he created us for. We can either rebel against that or submit to his loving call. What he has made us for fits us like a glove. Maybe we don't know what it is, but in him we can find it out. This only works when we surrender to Christ. When we get in the place of, Not my will, but thine, Lord. We are all born control freaks. We love it when we're in control. Let's just be honest. We trust ourselves more than anything else. We're selfish and we want it our way. It's my way or highway when we can get it. Here's the thing. The truth is we don't know it all. There is this influence that says I can do it. Or like, please, mother, I'd rather do it myself. Some forces guiding us to think ourselves smarter than we are. The deceiver works his destruction in our lives. He knows how easy we fall into this trap. Stop and just think about this. God is present through all eternity. He knows what's going on and what's going to happen. He created you for it. He has a wonderful plan for your life. He has made ready your eternal happiness. I have heard it said just this week, with all the bad th things happening in this world, it certainly doesn't look like it. 
thing is, sin came into this world. With the sin of Adam and Eve, now we all have this sinful condition. We have the fall of man. These things are not caused by God. God made us free moral agents. It's men doing these sinful things. God wants free moral agents to come to him freely of our own volition. He wants people to want him. He gave us the choice. When we make that choice, we begin our journey of preparation for God's prepared eternity for us. The Bible describes this eternal place, a place of unimaginable joy and happiness. He also promised he would be with us through this journey. He didn't say he would always take our troubles away. He said he would help us through them. He did ask us to trust him and follow his guidance. We have much less problems and troubles if we obey his word. Why not trust him, believe him, and follow him? Make him your savior today. Invite him into your life and let him take control. Follow him in believer's baptism. Find a local church and be part of it. Make some new friends and enjoy the great life of living for Jesus. Now let's listen to Glenn play Living for Jesus on the tenor sax. Thank you. 
also hear our songs streaming individually on the web. We have a growing list of songs in distribution released to your favorite music streaming application. There are 53 at the time of this posting. To find them, do a search for the music of Glenn Dawson. They are in Google Music, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and many more distributors. Don't forget you can get our podcast also by asking Echo or Alexa to play Preparing Our Hearts for Worship podcast, and it will play our latest podcast. Our ultimate goals in life are to reach more people for Christ and minister to the church. You can be a part of the ministry God has given us and help us to reach more people if you like us on Facebook and like our songs on YouTube, as well as repost us on your Facebook page. We're so grateful that you showed up here to listen to us today on Preparing Our Heart for Worship podcast. We'll see you again next week. If you just tune us in, we thank you for listening. And may God be with you and bless you and your family real good.